Howdy guys, I'm Aiden Matthews, and welcome to the 15th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I talk about my life story, as well as my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. I am currently recording this on May 31st, 2019. I'm not sure when you're hearing it, but for me currently it is, as I said, the last day of May on a Friday, actually, so that's pretty cool. I know most people at this point are off of school, but if you're still hanging in there for the last couple of weeks, I know some people still have school in June. Wilding, I know. Uh, Hopefully it goes well for you. Hopefully you pass all your classes, and I hope you enjoy this much-needed summer vacation. It's weird for me because summer was an awesome time for a long time because I was out of school, and I always associated these months with, like, relaxing, hanging out, going outside, all this sort of fun stuff. But ever since I was, like, done with college or whatever, summer has kind of lost a good bit of its magic for me. Like, now, instead of it being the one time I'm off from school, I'm, I've been off now <laughs> during the spring months and even now. And I gotta say, I prefer the spring months, to be honest. I mean, like, summer's cool and all, I guess, but it's, like, hot and humid and nasty, and disgusting, and it's like, I don't want to be outside, I'm not a fan of this, one bit, and just feel all murky, and nasty, or whatever, so yeah, not a big fan of summer, fall's my favorite season, in case you didn't know, but, maybe wondering, what are we going to be talking about, on this episode of Aiden on Anchor, well, I'm glad you asked, the 15th episode, I thought it'd be fun to do a Q&A episode, I used to do a show called Questions on the Couch, on my YouTube channel, Blue Couch Productions, go check it out, where I answered people's questions on a couch, and I figured, hey, that show's been over for a long time, why not go ahead and kind of bring it back a little bit on Ain't on Anchor? Not every episode will be a Q&A episode, but I thought it'd be fun to go ahead and do it every once in a while, and episode 15 felt like a good milestone. So, we have 10 questions, let's go ahead and hop into them, see how many we can get done. Uh, this episode might be a little bit longer as a result because I'm having to answer 10 questions, but we're going to try not to go over 30 minutes, which is why I kept it to a 10-question limit. Anyway, question number one comes to us from uh, my main man, Ram Chan, also known as Ramson, on freaking YouTube and Discords and such. And he asks, how can one become as much a unit as you? Now, you see, when I hear the word unit, I think thick right I think a thick bitch and unfortunately I'm not really that much of a thick bitch right I don't ain't got that heft I ain't got that junk in the trunk I ain't even got man titties chief I have none of that now Zachary Snyder he's a unit that man can get it absolutely it's like one of those things where like it's it's cool watching him walk up to you but it's even cooler watching him walk away because you just see the the rumba tumba know what I'm saying so that man is a unit. Unfortunately, I just don't think I qualify for that quite unit status. But another definition of unit, one might argue, would be have how much of a mad lad I am. And if that's the question you're asking, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I recently ate tuna in a back to the video games, tuna ramen, uncooked ramen with tuna on it. And uh, it was not a pleasant experience. But I feel like normal, normal people would have not done that. They would have pussied out. But me being the unit that I am, the mad lad that I am, I went full deep into it. So I, I guess I guess I've just built up a tolerance to wild shit like that. That's that's how you become a unit. You keep doing this wild and shit until you get to the point where you can mentally handle any type of challenge. 
ahead of you. So, yeah, thanks for the question. All right, question number two comes from High Legend, who asks, do you stand Israel or Palestine? Question number three comes to us from Modern Bulbs, who asks, can you come up with a type of measurement to measure the society you live in? Give unit examples and shit. So, as we know, society is kind of whack, right? Like, you gotta go to school, you gotta pay taxes, you gotta fucking pay your bills, all this sort of shit. And it's like, the societal pressures keep coming on top of me. I feel weighed down by society, right? I feel like a cinder block has been placed on my chest, and on that cinder block, someone took a marker and wrote society. Now, granted, it's not that bad for everybody. If you're rich, I mean, society's pretty epic, honestly. It's like you get the, uh, the creative tool in Minecraft. You can do whatever you want at that point. But, like, for me, I feel more like the villager mob than survival Minecraft. I feel taken advantage of. I feel like somebody tried to swindle me out of some emeralds for some meat. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of that Minecraft, Steve. And you stole all my fucking wheat, too. I planted all that wheat outside my house so I could feed my, my family of villager kids. And then Minecraft Steve comes along like, uh, duh, and steals all my wheat and runs off with it. That's messed up. Do you think Steve gets punished? No, because he's, he's rich. He's rich, dude. That's why society's so messed up. So I feel like if I could come up with the type of measurement to measure the society you live in, Ooh, I would have to I would have to say that the measurement I want to use is obsidian blocks because everybody knows if you're playing Minecraft obsidian blocks are heavy you can't break them they're impossible they're fucking big they're they're black I like that part especially um so I would have to give society like eight obsidian blocks right I'd have to give it eight obsidian blocks because you put eight of them together in a little portal thing, you go to the nether, which is basically hell. And society is hell, so therefore, society is eight obsidian blocks. Is that how many it takes to make a nether portal? I feel like I'm going to get autocorrected by some by some dum-dum in my Discord that's like, Oh, there's not, how many, uh, there's not how many obsidian blocks it takes. It actually takes uh, 50 uh, fucking... Let's see. How many? How many obsidian blocks does it take to get obsidian... You get that. So the full version is like way too many. If you build like full obsidian portals, you're a mad lad. Because that's like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. It's like 14. That's like 14 blocks. That's too many. That's too many. The economical version, on the other hand, is actually 10 obsidian blocks. That was the one I was thinking of. So I'm going to change my definition. I would rate society 10 obsidian blocks. For the economical version of the, the nether portal that takes you to hell. This analogy's gone way too far. Thank you for the question, Bulbs. As well as you, Ramson. Hi, don't, I'm not thanking you for the question. You, you done messed up. Try to cancel me. Alright, next up, we have a special treat for you all. Question number four comes to us from Cowfro. The cow man. And he didn't write down a question. Oh no. He sent us a voice recording. Anchor allows you to send in voice recordings, and so this will be the first time I've actually had to put one in the episode on a non-anchor, so that's pretty cool. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a listen. I'm going to go take a listen to it right now, so give me give me a minute. Let me just click on this and see, see what it sounds like. 
Yeah, uh, I'm just asking why my kid's mother won't pay her damn child support on time. Um, so if you could get back to me, that would be that would be great. Okay, so uh, Cafro posits a really good question here of, of why the mother of his children, the giver of life, the patriarch, or is it matriarch? I always get those two confused. The matriarch of the household does not pay her child support on time. Now, this were to assume that the two were separated and that custody of the children goes back and forth on a day-to-day basis. Not sure if he gets weekends or the full week or how that works out. But really, child support comes down to two particular reasons why you wouldn't pay it. And reason number one is that you don't have the finances. If you ain't got the money, you can't pay for no child support. That's wildin'. That's wildin'. In which case, I would recommend for for the mother figure in this instance to either go into prostitution because that gets you a lot of money really quick or do the lottery and the lottery is pretty epic as well because not many people win it but imagine if she won the lottery she could pay child support forever and you'd be you'd be you'd be good now granted none of that money would go to you so like that kind of sucks she'd probably just like buy a mansion and still not pay child support but the, the option is there the option is there now the other reason she might not be paying child support, might not have anything to do with the financials at all, but that she does have the finances and doesn't want to give you any money whatsoever. She don't want to pay it. It's more about a spite. Granted, she was the one that gave birth, but, you know, it's kind of your fault too a little bit. So maybe she's doing it out of spite. She's doing it out of hatred. She's like, ah, no Sir Calfro man. No money for you. No, <laughs> no child support for you whatsoever. No, no, no. So that could be the other reason. And if that's the case, uh, I'd recommend bringing it up to uh, the main woman of law that I know, the highest power, Judge Judy. Because here's what happens when you go on Judge Judy. Not only could you get your matter resolved, but imagine the exposure. You're on live TV, Judge Judy's there. You can like plug a YouTube channel or whatever. And... You get money for being on the show. So even if she doesn't pay or if you don't win, you still get enough money for the child support because of the Judge Judy money. And then you could like plug Cowfro channel, plug Don't Live Like Me, and make even more money off of that. I feel like this Judge Judy answer is really the typest answer I can give as to what you need to do in this scenario. So hopefully that helped, Mr. Cowfro. Hopefully you get that child support money rolling in. And uh, yeah, thank you for the question. All right, next up, <laughs> question number five. We haven't gotten a serious question yet. I, that's kind of the pattern I'm noticing with these. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll get one here. Question number five comes to us from Jay the Zoomster, whose current nickname on the Discord is Ivy Aiden at Pokemon, which is false. Don't believe the hype, everybody. This is fake news. And he writes, how do you honestly feel about CW's The Flash? You want to know how I feel? You want to know how I fucking feel? It's bad. That's how I feel. It's poopy. It diarrhea. It shit. It bad. It stank. It made me feel bad. And it's not good. So, yeah, those are probably my my raw emotions that I'm feeling when I think of CW's The Flash. <laughs> okay, okay. Serious talk. Serious talk. I know you don't want. I know you don't want jokey answers. I know you want an actual response from me, which is wild. I know. Jay the Zoom Zoom is a man. TV. He's a man of his shows. 
He likes the format. He likes the longer episodes. He's like the character dynamics. The, the seasons aspect in particular is pretty cool. And as far as TV shows are concerned, CW's The Flash is probably one of the better ones. I'll give it that. Are there better shows than The Flash? Probably. Like some dramas or stuff like that. Or maybe like Game of Thrones. Or well, Actually, I heard Game of Thrones didn't do too well. Scratch that off the list. Uh, a couple of shows <laughs> are probably better than The Flash. But in terms of it being a TV show with TV budget and TV actors and TV plots, uh, it's probably one of the better ones, if I'm being honest with myself. There, there are a couple of, of annoyances that I have in particular, but I'm willing to bet that a lot of those annoyances happen in other bad TV shows as well. And I have a feeling if I wasn't as nitpicky and critical of the show, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more. Had I been... Had I been younger, or maybe in junior high or high school, I probably would have got a lot out of the show. But, like, it came a little bit later in my life. Not that big into DC altogether. I didn't have a real connection to The Flash as a whole. But from some of the episodes that I've seen, both good and bad. And when it's bad, it's really bad. But when it's good, like, you get some solid good TV. You get some pretty good drama. A couple of good action scenes. The special effects not looking like dog shit. You get some really solid episodes in there. It's, but you also get the stinkers as well. So it kind of comes with the good and the bad. Like if I were to rate the whole thing probably. It'd probably be more of a mixed bag. But in terms of like the show itself. On a really good day. The Flash can produce some pretty epic television. I gotta admit. I gotta admit from the bottom of my dead cold Grinch heart. That there's some episodes of The Flash that are legitimately good. You also get Isaacle episodes, though. So you gotta you gotta keep that in mind. Of when I'm bitching a lot of the show, it's mainly toward these poopy episodes that I've been forced to watch out of my own will. But there are some good episodes of The Flash. So there you go. Hopefully that, that answered your question. Next up, we got one from my man, the unit, as we previously established, Zachary Snyder. And his question is, he also sent a voice message two voice messages in one episode that's wild that's wild all right so let's go ahead and listen to zach's uh, i'm gonna be quiet as i'm listening to it and then i'll get back to it so hopefully i know how to edit this in yeah anyway here we go zach what is your question yo aiden zach here i know you asked for questions my question is when is the right time to quit youtube just asking for a friend thanks so Zach asked a pretty legitimate question of when's the right time to quit YouTube? And honestly, if we're talking about Zack Snyder in and of himself, the best answer I can give is immediately. The sooner the better. Because you realize like as soon as your channel is gone, Zach, Aiden of Blue Catch Production slides in on that number one spot and we just stay there. We just stay there for a while. Like, What do I have to worry about? Jay? I mean, Jay's actually catching up pretty quickly. A Parker? Nah. Lines aren't? No. If Zach conveniently heads out of here, Aiden of Blue Catch Productions takes the number one spot in the Discord, at least. Not in the overall YouTube world. I'm still I'm still pretty far when it comes down to that. So yeah, I, I would say immediately. The sooner the better, honestly. The, the quicker I can cash in, the better, I think. So yeah, now, right now, actually, would be good. All right. Thank you for the question, Zach. Next up, we have Carrie Knight Gaming, Parker Mile, Peanut Butter and Sardines, Indian Boy. He's not Indian. I lied about that part. 
not the peanut butter and sardines part. That part's actually true. Who asked the question, do you think we should get more people to do other the other side of the fence? In case you don't know what the other side of the fence is, it is a podcast that stars me and Parker, and we just talk about a random topic, and we typically go off on random ass tangents that have nothing to do with the episode. Episode one's already out on his channel, Carrie Knight Gaming, but episode two will be coming out soon. And honestly, do I think we should get more people to do the other side of the fence with us? I don't know. I like the dynamic we have. I like the, the two-person dynamic of other side of the fence. Guests could be cool, and I'm not totally against having guests in the future, but I think at least when starting out, it's important for a podcast to really establish both the host and if there's co-hosts, definitely them, as well as like who they are as people, right? So it'd be weird to have guests immediately on a podcast if you if they don't know who we are. And granted, like most of the people listening to us are from the Discord, but for new listeners to the other side of the fence, I'd imagine it'd be kind of wild trying to get acclimated to us in one episode, and then the next episode have a crazy guest on. So I think we should hold off on the guest aspect, at least in the beginning, and then later on maybe add people like Zach or Jay for one episode. Could be fun. It'd just be a matter of finding the time to do it. But for right now, I think we're good without guests. And again, if you haven't checked out Other Side of the Fence, go ahead and do so on Carry Night Gaming. All right, so that's that's a pretty good question. Next up, we have Kyle, Bassless ST, good old friend of the channel. We did the Shovel Knight Let's Play together. He was also uh, on Lions Under Gaming. He still is, actually. He's been sick for a little bit. I uh, hope you're getting better, by the way. And he asked, fair enough, what are your thoughts on the relevancy of E3 these days? And this is a pretty topical question, actually, because E3 is right around the corner. A pretty big event in the gaming sphere, often called the Gaming Christmas, where all the big companies come out and show their new games, reveal consoles. Everything goes down at E3, essentially. There are a couple of other conferences, like the Video Game Awards and all that stuff, but the major announcements happen at E3. Or should I say used to happen at E3? Because nowadays, more and more... We're seeing less of a physical E3 presence. And by physical E3 presence, I mean like traditional press conferences. Less and less, we're starting to see more companies not get on stage and have this elaborate, cringy-ass show. And more and more, we're seeing things like Nintendo Directs, digital events, announcements before E3, and even Sony, who has decided to be absent of this year's E3, and uh, made their own Nintendo Direct-style show called State of Play. I know Microsoft has their own version of it too, but it's bad. Um, (laughs) So we're not going to talk about it here. And heck, even Square Enix. Square Enix last year had like a digital press conference and stuff. So like, when it comes to the big three companies of like Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, all three of them could do straight-up digital-only conferences and then just make them public at E3. They can honestly do that tomorrow. And we would be, like, probably better off for it. Because I don't know about you, but these stage shows we've been getting, like, as of late, have been pretty bad. Like, Sony's last year, ugh, was so bad, so drawn out, weird-ass stage transitions, nothing to announce. I felt, I felt horrible watching it. I felt bad for Sony watching it. But then they, like, this year, they're like, here's a crazy state of play right before E3, and they're announcing, like, the Final Fantasy VII remake. And there's no, like, live stage presence, and it's all, like, edited well, and it doesn't take that much time. And we get, like, the big announcements and none of the filler shit. Like, that's awesome. 
I love Nintendo Direct simply because of the fact that they don't take up two hours of my time. We get the announcements we need. We have a montage of some of the smaller games. And then like a big announcement at the end. I'm fine. And it's all in the span of like 20 minutes. I, I don't know what it is, but it, it feels like with gaming news in particular, uh, we're starting to see more of a shift into shorter, digital, concise things like online articles or these Nintendo Direct style presentations or announcing things through Twitter, Pokemon as of recently has been like announcing stuff through Twitter and they always have like press conferences and like little directs that they have as well. So it really makes you wonder like, will E3 even be around in a couple of years? And I'd probably say it will be, but just not in the same form that we're used to seeing. I, I think in the upcoming years, especially E3 is just going to be more of like a day, right? It won't be this big conference hall. It won't be this big stage presence. It'll just be like a day of the week where all these big companies announce their shit and you have indies announcing their stuff and it's all like you can pick whatever you want to watch and whatever you want to see now granted like some people like the physical aspect of e3 some people like waiting in the lines and going to buy games and stuff but from what i've heard it's been like locked off to the press and when they do have a bunch of people there it's always like flooded and crowded so i just feel like e3 could be done better if it were just like a digital like day where everything was kind of short and concise and we didn't have to waste five hours watching the PC Gamer Conference. Jesus. For being called PC Gamer, they really should have a video on a PC instead of a physical, like, five-hour presentation. God, PC Gamer sucks. So, yeah. E3 right now is still relevant, I'd say. But I definitely think it's going to change, especially the further we go in to all these Nintendo Direct-style presentations. And I think that's pretty awesome. I can't wait, actually. All right, next up, we have question number nine from Possum. And uh, Possum asks, what has been the most important event of your life, excluding YouTube? That's a big question. That's a big boy question. That's a big boy hour question. And honestly, what was the most important event? I haven't really thought about this a whole lot. It's kind of tough. Uh, probably the most important event of my life in terms of like almost dying I feel like is pretty important because at that point like if something goes wrong I'm dead and that's very unepic so I'll go ahead and share this story I guess um about the time I almost died because <laughs> that's a pretty important event and had it gone a little differently I might not be around so let me go ahead and share this story so it's family vacation time we're heading up to Wyoming and we're driving to there because my mom doesn't like being on planes, which is fine. Planes are scary. Um, and we're driving up, and we're at Missouri, I believe. We're in Kansas City, Missouri. And Missouri, for the most part, has been fine. Driving through, making our way through. And then we head out of Kansas City, and we're on the interstate, heading out of Kansas City. And we're driving, and we're talking. We're having a fun time. Whatever. It's been a pretty good day, honestly. And then I hear, like, a rock hit the window that's what i think it is i hear like a rock hit the window and then we notice because we've been talking to each other a lot we didn't really notice but we're like the only car there like all the other cars that were next to us are gone they either sped up or went a different direction or got out of the way we're the only car left and we also notice another car fleeing like pretty fast 
um, with a dude who was out of, outside the window. Um, and so that's a little weird. And my mom and dad, who were driving at the time, was like, oh, God, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. They're freaking out, right? I'm like, ah, what's the big deal? It's just a rock that hit the window. And it should be very clear that the window that the supposed rock hit was my window. So the window right next to me, inside this van, has, like, broken glass, pretty much. It's not, like, broken completely, but it's, like, you can see, like, the cracks in there. It's the window right next to my head, like, not even that far of what I think is a rock that hit said window. Anyway, my parents pull over. Uh, we look at the damage and everything. And come to find out, that wasn't no rock, Chief. That was a bullet. And come to find out that the people who were fleeing were people who were taking pot shots at the van. <laughs> it was a dude... I think two dudes, I think, from what I gather. And they were just driving along, taking pot shots at other vehicles. And because we were too busy talking and not really paying attention all the time, by the time the bullet had hit the window, everybody else was gone. And they were gone. And we were just confused. <laughs> I feel like they picked up what it was right away. And I was just kind of, like, dumb and not really understanding what it was. But, yeah, that was a bullet. And, um... Uh, like I said, I didn't notice it until it hit the window. So, hypothetically, had that bullet busted through the window, it would have been, like, right near my head and I would have died. Like, absolutely. Like, had that window not stayed intact, that bullet goes through and I'm dead. And potentially Ethan, too, because he's, like, on the on the other seat next to it. It depends if, like, it would have slowed, slowed down or not. Um, and so once we realized it was a bullet... Uh, we also got in, like, a police report and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know if they ever found the guy or not. Um, but needless to say, it kind of it kind of threw off the whole vacation for a little bit. Uh, we had to make a big decision about whether we wanted to keep going or to head back. And uh, I had made the argument that we should just keep going. And we did, thankfully. Wyoming was pretty awesome, actually. I love Wyoming. It's fantastic. And uh, that night, <laughs> I guess it's sort of a joke. We were in a Kearney... Kearney, Nebraska, I believe, and uh, decided to go watch a movie, and we ended up going with Man of Steel. And I don't like Man of Steel at all, but I think the joke was like, oh, Aiden survived getting shot at. Wow. Man of Steel, wildin'. So, yeah, that was fun. I had a fun rest of the day, <laughs> joking about how I almost died half the time. But I have to say, that's probably like one of the most important events, I'd say. Because had that changed, or had something gone wrong, or had the bullet been stronger, or the window been weaker, I would not be around at all. And I don't know if I've told this story before, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But if I have, I'm sorry, I'm repeating it here. But that's probably the most important event, I'd say. Because looking back on it now, it's like, oh, geez, so much could have went wrong. And as bad as I think I have it now with, like, depression and rough spots and rough days... I could have been just the slightest bit unlucky on that day and none of it would have mattered. And so I'm pretty grateful, honestly, in that aspect that I'm still around. So, yeah, that's that's the answer I'm going with. We only have a few minutes left and we have only one more question left. So I feel like we're doing pretty good on time. Thank you for the question, Boston, by the way. That was epic. Uh, last question. We have Mr. Butternock, Fortnite Master 69, very epic nickname, who asks, how do you feel about the state of your channel right now? Uh, 
pretty good. Pretty good, honestly. I like back to the video games. A couple of them do pretty well. I have a lot of fun editing them and putting them together. I like working on, like, higher produced content and just having sort of the side stuff, like Aiden on Anchor, be its own podcast, and the Let's Play stuff going to Lions Honor Gaming. I feel like has really opened up Blue Couch Productions as a whole to have more potential than it ever did. Because before I was just making a lot of random ass videos, and some of them would do well and some of them wouldn't. It was always a gamble. But with like back to the video games, the more and more I work on it, the more and more I'm like legitimately proud of what I'm putting out to the world. And the more and more I hope to like improve it for other people to see. So that's awesome. Of course, there are downsides. <laughs> the main downside being uh, I don't live stream anymore and I can't do this variety of content anymore. So people start leaving. I believe we have been gradually losing subs for a good bit now. We were close to 400 for a while, if you recall. But now we're at the point where like, I don't think we're going to stop dropping until we hit 350 at least because all these people had come and subscribed for live streams and Pokemon content. And I'm not able to provide that because my internet isn't good and I don't want to talk about Pokemon all the time. And so like, it's fair that those people are leaving and that, that, that stuff's not good, obviously. But hopefully we're going to be able to, as we keep going with back to the video games, replace those people who are there for, for not only like the higher produced content, but who are there for me specifically who don't necessarily need the live streams or any of that other sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. There are obviously some days where it's like, man, I wish this episode did better, or I wish I picked a, a different topic, or, man, that edit was weird. But for the most part, like, it's fun. It's been fun to make a lot of these videos. I've had probably more fun in these past couple of months making videos than I did, like, all of 2018, which is weird because I was doing better in 2018, but it didn't, it didn't feel like that. A lot of the time. So yeah. Oh, and the monthly battle league channel is cool too. I have videos recorded for that. I just need to edit and upload. But my internet's trash. So that's how I feel about the state of the channel right now. I hope it goes even better. Thank you for your, your question, Mr. Butternut. And that, ladies and gentlemen, are all 10 questions that you guys asked me for Aiden on Anchor. I want to thank everybody for asking me questions. And uh, stay tuned. We might do another one of these soon. I'm not sure when, but I'll announce it on my Discord. So if you want to be there to ask questions go ahead and check out the blue couch discord you can find it on my youtube channel blue couch productions uh, and if you like listening to this episode go ahead and support it however you know how this podcast is on all sorts of platforms not just anchor spotify itunes google all that sort of stuff so wherever you're listening to uh be sure to share it around let people know because i'm having a lot of fun doing these anon anchors and i hope you are enjoying listening to them so uh, with that being said, I'm Aiden from Aiden on Anchor, and I'm signing off. Bye. Oh, and Israel, by the way. <laughs>